Blog Talk Radio. Greetings. This is your host, Tyler Hemp, at HempAware Radio and HempAware.com, where you can discover valuable resources about hemp and what it can do for you, your family, and community as a renewable, sustainable, and economically sound resource for food, shelter, clothing, and 25,000 things. I am honored to have such a unique, exceedingly qualified experience, and we could seriously have a hemp episode for each one of their bios of each one of these amazing beings. Their heart-centered trio, Linda Delaire, Lee Walters, and Anna Owen, are here with us on behalf of Hempstead Project Heart, and they're one of the... um, one of the people involved in, you know, there, there's more people involved in Hempstead Project Heart than just the three of them, but they're really helping spearhead this whole amazing organization. And uh, they've truly been involved in some revolutionary and monumental works in the hemp movement and beyond even. They've been doing many other things to help contribute to the sustainable movement. And they've been involved with the Hemp History Week campaign, bringing it home uh Hemp Home Documentary. If you haven't seen that, check out Bringing It Home Documentary. Google it. Uh, get yourself a copy. They've been doing research and innovations. They're healers. They're artists. And like I said, we could literally create an entire hemp episode just on each one of their bios. They're so amazing. Each one of these queens has contributed to the hemp movement. And we'll have their full bios and links to all their projects on hempaware.com forward slash blog uh, at the, by the end of the day so you can read all about what they're doing and get involved in their projects. But since we only have about less than 30 minutes on today's episode, I want to welcome aboard Hempstead Project Heart, Linda Lee and Anna. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank, yeah, thank you. So I wanted to present the first question. Uh, whoever would like to go first or if one of you want to answer in particular, what do you foresee being some of the cleanest, healthiest, and most affordable ways to start integrating hemp into our daily lives? Food. 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 Mm-hmm. There's lots of good mm-hmm. food. It's very healthy food. Hemp seeds, hemp oil, um, that, that sort of thing. Um, because they're very high in um, in everything that our bodies need, and so and it's very affordable, and so that's that's a healthy, clean, and affordable way to start just by eating hemp seeds and and using hemp oil with the omega threes and omega sixes. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. And, and they're making lots of body care products out of it these days as well. Um, and also clothing. I mean, hemp clothing is, you know, the healthiest clothing you can wear. It breathes. You know, it's natural. So. Absolutely. So nourishing our bodies, clothing our bodies. And what are some of the uh, companies that you guys recommend as far as buying hemp seeds from or maybe some of the locations or websites that you recommend getting some hemp clothing and hemp seeds? Well, our local company... Um, here in California is Nutiva, and, you know, we always support them. They're big sponsors of the hemp industry, and uh, and they're right here in this country. 
there's uh, Canadians have a lot of uh, companies as well where you can get seeds from them. But you know, let's support USA companies. <laughs> and Amen. until we can grow it here, you know. And Dr. Bronner's, which is and a, Dr. another California company located in Los Angeles area. And, I, and they've been using hemp oil in all their body lotions and soaps for years. No one knows this at all. Yeah, so, for 15 years. Do. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So if you're at a local grocery store or if you know of a local health food store, I'm sure they're going to have Dr. Bronner's, so go check out Dr. Bronner's. It's definitely an affordable, eco-friendly, mm-hmm. clean product with hemp in it. So that's going to help drive the hemp sales. It's going to keep increasing awareness about hemp. And um, check out Nutiva. Shout out to John Rulak, the founder of Nutiva. What a wonderful guy doing some really amazing things for the non-GMO movement and the mm-hmm. hemp movement. So uh, to assist our listeners to better understand cannabis as industrial hemp or cannabis as medicinal, um, as a medicinal substance, could you explain what they are and and how they differ? Kind of sum it up for us and help us to understand that. Taylor, Diana, thank you to all the listeners and thank you for the warm welcome. so basically, hemp is cannabis sativa, and there are different varieties of hemp, just like we have different varieties of tomatoes, there's different varieties of cannabis. And hemp is bred to have no high, so basically the industry standard is 0.3% maximum THC, which is the chemical that produces the high. Um, and, you know, obviously cannabis is used for medicinal, recreational, spiritual, all kinds of reasons, but industrial hemp does not have the high. Um, just like a Chihuahua and a Rottweiler, they're the same species, but through breeding, hemp is distinguished from, you know, medical or recreational cannabis. So I just kind of explain it like that. Um, and it's great because you get 11 grams of protein per tablespoon of hemp, so it's a superfood protein as well. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. So essentially, to reiterate, Anna, what you were saying is that industrial hemp is a a variety or a cultivar, a certain type of genetic in the cannabis sativa seed that contains zero point or point zero three percent THC, which is that psychoactive compound, right? Yeah, that's basically it. So, in other words. It's very easy to make the distinction between cannabis for medical or psychoactive spiritual purposes versus cannabis hemp for industrial purposes. Is there, you know, because one of the big concerns is that law enforcement may not be able to tell the difference and that, you know, it could cause issues in that world. How would you respond to that? Well, they look completely different. And hemp is much longer and taller and grown very close together. Um, um, if you put a, a, a marijuana field uh, um, plant in there, then um, it would immediately become a hemp plant because it would be, you know, the flowers would go to seed because it's got, the male is there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it could never happen. It's a joke. Yeah, Lizzie referring to the red herring cross-pollination, there's been no issues of any countries out of the 30-plus countries where hemp farming exists 
that they have any issues of people trying to hide marijuana fields in a hemp field or try to cross those two different crops together because it's just impractical for both of the producers, the marijuana as well as the hemp producer. They don't want their fields to intermingle. So there's no issues. There never has been any issues with criminal activity associated with hemp farming. Wow, that's not absolutely criminal to grow marijuana either. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. So, so you're saying over 30 industrialized nations are already growing hemp. They have no problems with it. The law enforcement are able to distinguish the difference. It's grown much differently than cannabis for medicinal purposes, and there really shouldn't be any issue here in the U.S. Exactly. Well, that's, that's a wonderful explanation. So, my next question is. For each one of you, if if you want to answer individually, maybe we can start with Anna and go to Lee and then Linda. Um, what would you like to see more of in the hemp industry, you know, or the hemp markets? What types of products and most important, you know, are, are most important to focus on developing and bringing to the market as far as, you know, hemp products? What would you like to see more of and develop? Well, Tyler, we talked about this earlier. This is Lee, and this is the one that I, I'd love to address, and, of course, everybody else mm-hmm. should too. But for me, it's plastic. We can, turn, we can make hemp plastic. We don't have to have fossil fuel plastic. And we need to do it immediately because everybody loves their plastic, and it's very useful. But we can make it out of biofiber and hemp in particular. Mm. So that's, for me, that's number one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, for me, this is Linda, and I'm in my background, and I still am involved in the building industry. And so we're really looking at uh, building materials, something that will hold the roof up and then seal the the building. And hemp is, uh, it has properties that are rodent resistant and bug resistant and mold resistant and fire resistant and they hemp can be turned into a hempcrete which is a green building block into the um, uh, into the infrastructure of the building itself and that that is an extraordinary thing that uh, we're waiting to grow enough hemp for the green building industry to go into another renaissance of new materials that are biodegradable and create a building that breathes, and that includes insulation, too. So Mm -hmm. great products that are just waiting to be made, and some of the world is already using these products, but because we don't grow hemp here, we have to import everything, and it makes it it too expensive. So that's Mm -hmm. the point with hemp, getting it grown here in quantity so that we can actually start building uh, in the way that will bring the prices down. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. Great answer. Thank you for that. And how about you, Anna? Um, I see a potential as well with the plastics and the building materials, um, looking also at adobe and straw bale and cob and some of the existing green building techniques and how hemp can be used in these techniques to enhance them, add strength, et cetera. I'm also very intrigued by starting really basic with cannabis fiber and looking at um, energy like pellets for stoves, compressed fire logs, 
Um, also, the process of gasification, which is a form of creating energy um, using wood-like material, where the center of the cannabis stalk is very wood-like, a lot of lignans, so that could be a potential feedstock to enhance current gasification research as well. Amazing. Very cool. So essentially what we're talking about here is, number one, plastics. We can completely replace every single petrochemical product on the market with industrial hemp. And secondarily, we require healthier homes. We we require homes that are much more efficient to build and much cleaner to live in, healthier for the environment, healthier for our bodies. So, and then the third, obviously, energy. We're we're going through a major crisis here, financially, uh, environmentally. Uh, you know, as far as creating peace on the planet and avoiding war, hemp can help us replace our energy production. And those are the three greatest answers I I could have heard. Thank you for that. So, my next also. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to mention that hemp, growing hemp, is is distributed wealth. It's distributed um, uh, across the country. All the farmers can grow it. Fossil fuels is is um, um, focused wealth. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> only one person can make a lot of money. So that's mm-hmm. the, a huge difference. You know, that is, is hemp that's is for amazing. the people. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. And so speaking of the people, how could we get these, you know, our listeners um, into this whole healthy, conscious living, hemp-aware economy, community? What are some of the ways that they could start getting involved? You know, if they own a company or they're a mother or a father or a teacher and they've never heard about hemp or, you know, they've heard just a little bit and they want to start getting involved in it, what are some of the things that they could do today to start getting involved in you know, events or, or companies or what have you? Mm-hmm. Well, for one thing, well, buy hemp. <laughs> Any mm-hmm. chance you get, buy hemp just to stimulate the market. Go ahead, Linda. Well, there, there, there has to be research done. This isn't going to be something that people are just going to sit back and be told what to do. It's uh, in order for that to stick, that people really get that, and our basically our financial freedom from fossil fuels and the distributed wealth that Lee was talking about starts with the individual. To start looking it up on the internet, uh, visit our website, hempsteadprojecttart.org. Um, we do a lot of different events, and you do too. We've talked about doing things together. Attend some of these events and talk about it amongst your people. Rent the film or buy the film, bringing it home, and start sharing it in your living room, within your church, in your community, you know, bringingithomethemovie.com, and uh, work to talk together about what it is that we want to do to create the kind of world we want to live in, which has a uh, social justice and environmental uh, stability uh, elements to it. And it's not just the elements. These are the building blocks. We're rebuilding the way we think. We're rebuilding the way we see our economic structure and our financial structures. So we're really talking about shifting in an enormous way through a plant 
a plant that's been around for thousands and thousands of years, and we recognize that it's as simple as that, and it's as complex as that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So really this is not just about making money or just about building new homes or even, you know, feeding our bodies on a cellular level with plant protein that's very digestible. This is actually about changing the way we think. It's about creating a paradigm shift on the planet on how we think, how we feel about each other, about ourselves, about the earth, and really using hemp as a physical demonstration, a physical manifestation of our love of our love for ourselves, of our love for each other and the planet. And that's why I love what you guys are doing, Hempstead Project Heart. And mm-hmm. heart is where this is at. We're getting to the heart of the matter. And mm-hmm. that's why I love what, what you all are up to and, and really getting to the heart of it because, you know, without mm-hmm. the love, nothing's possible. So mm-hmm. I love what you're doing. And so on to the next, you know, idea that, you know, there's there's not only a lot of products that can be made from this and a lot of new markets that can be developed. So let's talk about some of the new careers that people may not even know about or even some careers that could be revamped and reinvented with hemp. What are some of those careers that you foresee into the future, you know, this next year and the next coming years that hemp will inspire? Mm. Yeah, so it's Anna here. Um, some careers that are definitely going to come about with hemp are um, creating the infrastructure to process the fiber. Um, So looking at these rundown mills and how to revamp them to start working with fibers, Um, hemp being one of them. There's also other biofibers that are really great to work with as well. And then just as far as getting the infrastructure for the industry together, you know, it's being modeled a lot after Canada. And so, There would be field inspectors. Um, There is some bureaucracy involved. Um, But there's also the whole revitalizing the rural economy, the farm economy. So you'd have people cleaning the grain, the hemp seeds. You'd have the people hauling the materials, the packaging on the retail side, the creation of small-owned businesses. Um, And then also there's the research aspect, which people can get involved with right now in California and other states, um, talking to your universities and your faculty. That's another really good way to get involved, showing the film. Um, but, yeah, other ideas, ladies, on, on careers, there's a lot of business to be had with hemp, right? Oh, yes. There's a lot of research being done already in nanotechnology, which is definitely working backwards in the products that we're work that are being created that actually they they build in a biodegradability into the product so that we keep our products are when they receive when they reach the end of their life cycle keep them out of the garbage dump you know paper hemp paper can be recycled way many more times than paper from trees so we're also protecting the forest so there's there's what Anna was saying it's true and yet recognize that in a technology as well there's a lot of opportunity for research in creating mm. a, a new structure to our system to apply all the technology all the scientists that we have to this um, you know discovering what hemp has to offer it's an amazing plant it's been with us since the beginning of time it's our ally. 
we all have these cannabinoid receptors in our brains that are meant to work with with cannabis. Um, so there's just so much amazing to be discovered research. with this research. research. That's another yeah. area too. The research into the our cannabinoid system in our bodies and how we receive the <laughs> the cannabinoids from the plant itself. So um, mm-hmm. there's so much. Honestly, I, it's an open field. It goes from the bottom up and the top down. There's something in it for everybody, even salespeople in a shop that are selling the products or learning more that Whole Foods will start carrying CBDs. Eventually, that's going to be available to us, that we will use CBDs as medicine. So Mm -hmm. it's just honestly... It's wide open. It is like the title of that old book, A Brave New World. (laughs) And like Mm -hmm. you said, Tyler, it's a whole new paradigm. You know, and it's biofiber. Yeah. It's the plants of the earth. We don't have to dig up Mother Earth anymore. We don't have to rape her. You know, we can. We were given the plants of the earth to sustain ourselves. It, you know, the Bible even says that. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> all earth bearing our ally. Our That's exactly. right. Yeah, and the plants of the earth. So they're, because they're, they they grow every year. You know, they don't mind giving themselves. Mm-hmm. In giving themselves, they spread their seed, and that's what they're supposed to be doing. That's their uh, prime directive in life, is to spread their seeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. not only is the plant itself a symbol for abundance and unlimited potential, but us as the stewards and as the, as the, you know, as the God-created beings that we are, we have been given, as you say, this this plant as an ally for our food, for our shelter, for our clothing. And when those three needs are met, when we have food on our table, when we have a house to live in and we're clothed and we're warm, like Christ said, once you're fed and once you're clothed, then we can talk about more spiritual development. Then we can get deeper into who we really are as these mm-hmm. unlimited spiritual... Then we can electric- evolve. Exactly. I think it, it'll exactly. evolve us. It's evolving us already. Look where we're at right now. We've come a long way. Absolutely. You know. We certainly have. <laughs> Just and in a generation, so you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and I heard that, that you guys and, and or us as the hempshirepreneurs and hemp leaders that we are, um, the founder, the, the leader of the Green Festivals actually called or coined the term solutionaries. And uh, I think that's so adorable and fabulous and, and so, you know, essential. It's it's really what we are. We're focusing on the solutions and we're getting rid of the past programming. We're letting go of the negative beliefs and the negative concepts of who we are and who we think we are. And I think hemp is, is definitely that bridge. And so I actually wanted to ask you all, you know, who are some of the most inspirational leaders or solutionaries that have inspired you, whether in the hemp movement or out of the hemp movement, to do what you're doing? Who are some of the other people that you to for inspiration? Well, I'll tell you who, you know, is our patron saint, you could say, is John Trudell, you know, and the work that he's done with Native mm-hmm. Americans. And, you know, so he's he's mm-hmm. actually the co-founder of Hempstead Project Heart. And, 
you know, his his example of his life, you know, has inspired mm. us. Um, but besides him, <laughs> there's a whole lot of of others. I was just thinking about. Uh, I think it was the Dalai Lama. I heard say that there really is no evil um, when we rise above it, when we're in with God. You know, when we're in the light, mm-hmm. there's just no. It doesn't. You know, it can't exist. So that's the mm-hmm. place we have to go and be solutionaries instead of revolutionaries who, you know, revolve around and get shot. <laughs> right. And so Kevin Danaher, who founded the Green Festival and Global Exchange, co-founder, yeah. he was the person who coined that phrase, solutionaries. And Kevin well, Danaher, yeah. I hold in very, very, very high regard. And yeah. also, uh, Anna, what's the name of the woman who has the uh, the textile company? Yeah, there's a, Enviro Textiles is a women-owned business who really spearheaded a lot of why we have hemp fiber in the U.S., why we have hemp clothing in the stores. Um, Barbara Philippone and Summer Star, uh, mother and daughter team, definitely inspired by the women out there leading this industry, like Andrea Herman, president of Hemp Technologies Global up in Manitoba, um, Big respects for Christina Volgazi, Project Coordinator of Hemp History mm-hmm. Week, Nancy Metcalf. She's um, the marketing organizer for Hemp History Week. There's a lot of just brilliant ladies really stepping up for hemp in really and big ways. Eric Steenstra right and, and Ben Rose, uh, Linda Booker, the director mm-hmm. of the and producer of the film, Bringing It Home, the mm-hmm. movie, uh, just, just a wonderful person who's consistently stayed true to her to her vision and and has brought all the awareness, so much awareness about hemp to uh, people through her film. Mm-hmm. Um, this film you can get online, Bringing It Home, uh, the movie, and you can mm-hmm. order you know order the DVD online. But there's so much information. It would really anybody who's listening who really wants to educate themselves. Absolutely, you know, or check movie. out the website where they're showing it locally in your neighborhood. There's a lot of screenings happening all over mm-hmm. the country, and mm-hmm. you know if you can get involved in one or even create one yourself, um, you know it, it's a great idea to share that film. It's all about building hemp homes and and really getting rid of the stigma of what hemp is. And uh, we just have about three minutes left on the show, so maybe if each one of us could share one. I know we talked about buying hemp seeds, buying hemp clothes, and different things that people could do uh, to integrate hemp. Uh, But what would you say what's one free thing that doesn't cost one penny that the people listening to this show could do today to help spread the word and, and spread the seeds of knowledge about hemp? Um, go online and do your research. Just learn about it. There's so much online to 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 review. There's so much to learn, and share it with others. Fabulous. Share our link, our Facebook page, Hempstead Project Heart, on your Facebook wall. Do like a tweet or whatever. It's really simple. Um, and just say, expressing, you know, what it is about hemp that inspires you or what you want to learn, having a conversation with a family member, explaining what hemp is, really focusing on the nutrition and all the really positive attributes of hemp. Um, that's a good start. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I I'm like our, mm-hmm. Yes. And like our Facebook page and like 
the hints uh, with your Facebook page uh, user, participant in Facebook, then like Hempstead Project Heart, like uh, hemp, uh, Vote Hemp, uh, like uh, HIA, Hemp Industries Association, like these hemp organizations, and hemp architecture, uh, which is about uh, building. If you like pages, the more likes they get and you start learning about it so easily because now they'll be in your feed and you'll be hearing about things. And that creates a meme. And once we create that meme, it will happen. It's like the hundredth monkey. Mm-hmm. It's happening. It's definitely happening. It is. It's, <laughs> all, it's all happening. It's <laughs> yes, it's all, all happening. So. Hemp, hemp, hooray. Yeah. Hemp, hemp, hooray. And, and well, it, thank you so much. It's, yes. And one last thing, I would say that it's a bipartisan thing, but we can also give a thank you to Mitch McConnell and, and Rand, Rand Paul, Paul. <laughs> for bringing hemp into the state of Kentucky again yeah. as a mm-hmm. as a product that is a viable product for those farmers who can no longer grow cotton and tobacco because they have no longer have a world market that they're tied right. up with those two products. And and here in exactly. California, J- Jerry Brown, he exactly. signed it in. That's right. And the Grange, Thank the you, California Jerry. Grange. Yeah, okay. the California mm-hmm. Grange heroes, the California State Grange, major heroes. Yeah, they totally. talked him into exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you so much. We just have about 20 seconds left, so I want to acknowledge and, and appreciate and thank you all so much for, for tuning in today. Thank you for our wonderful hemp trio online on oh. Hemp Aware Radio. And, Tyler, um, thank you for all you do, too. Yeah. This is great. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Let's set up another show. We'll talk to you all very soon. God bless. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.